0: morning men good to have you with us this morning uh welcome online with us as well we're glad you guys are meeting with us uh and it's just going to be a great time this morning a couple of announcements you'll see there on your tables and for those of you that are online with us uh you can see that there is uh viva you can read it okay there's a festival coming uh to amarello and we're going to participate as much as we can in this festival uh some of the guys went to the first meeting with me about this festival and this silva uh mike silva's coming in to speak and then uh phil wickham is going to be uh the worship leader is going to be at the park so uh all the information's on your table take a look at that the other thing is is know that franklin graham is coming and so the franklin graham crusade's coming through and it's uh uh, going to be a great time. If you guys want to participate in that in any way, please let me know. Uh, let one of the pastors know, and we'll get you uh, connected with uh, some from the church here that are helping with that as well. So there are your announcements today. We're going to continue in our teaching on... um Creating the culture that you want, you know, you have the opportunity to create a culture wherever you are. Men are called to be leaders. Men are called to be influencers. Our culture today tries to kind of cut your legs out from under you and say, Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because through the women's movement and liberal movement and some other movements that have happened, what's happened is, is they've come in and, and uh, degraded men in, in many ways. And men have to rise up and be men. We're called to be leaders. We're called to be men of influence. We're called to sit at the tables. We're called to raise our children to know God. We're called to be fathers in the church, fathers in the house of God. Men, this is who you are. And we create that culture when we walk with God because God is a God of honor. And because God is a God of honor, he first honored us by creating us. He created the world. You're going to see that here in just a moment. He created the world to honor him, and he created mankind, including women. I'm not trying to put you above women. What I'm trying to say is that we are called for a specific purpose within our relationships on this earth with God, women, children, and uh, throughout humanity. There is a call on every one of your lives, and we've got to retain this call and increase this call, and increase our growth in Christ. And as we do, we'll increase uh, our influence in this world. So Isaiah chapter uh, 43 is where we're going to be. Now, before I get there, let me just recap a couple of things. I'm going to recap a couple of things to you. Uh, last week, we talked about how you create a culture that you want wherever you are. So some of you raised your kids this way, or raising your kids this way, you're creating a culture of fear. As a matter of fact, you're going to honor me because I'm going to beat you if you don't. Now, uh, I'm not saying that's the correct way. I mean, we're supposed to discipline out of love, of course, and those types of things. But look, careful with that type of, of uh, creation, because what happens, we're creating a, a, a place of fear through that. And and fear is not what we're after. God wasn't looking. Yes, we fear him in a godly and an honorable way because of who, who God is. Um, of course, we know that those who fear God is the beginning of wisdom. He's created it all. However, the culture that God really has created is a culture of honor. And so when my children understand the why behind the what, if you have to be punished, I'm going to tell you why. And scripturally, I'll sit down with my kids and show them in the scriptures, this is what's happened, right? And so we're going to have an honorable household, not because you fear me, I have to discipline because I love you, but because we all walk in an honorable way towards one another. And I'll get to that a little bit more. I I spoke on that a little bit last week. Remember, there are blessings uh, when you honor. You remember we talked last week, we talked about a prophet's reward, a righteous man's reward, and a little one's reward. Those are the rewards rewards that came out of Matthew chapter 10. Jesus said if you receive a prophet in a prophet's name, you'll get a prophet's reward. When someone speaks the word of God to you, accept it embrace it because there's three rewards that are coming your way. And they're big rewards. They're great rewards. They're rewards that teach you to be a man of God and to have a household of honor. And so go back and listen to that message. If you weren't here last week, I want to encourage you to do that. Now, remember also that if you reject it in Matthew chapter 13, it scares me a little bit. Because when I read this and and continue to read Matthew chapter 13, this is what I see is that Jesus was rejected in his hometown. And the scripture says he can do, he could do few things. As a matter of fact, few works is how it's put in scripture. He could do a very few works because of their unbelief. Now that's amazing. Have you ever thought that, that in some ways we have that much control? This is the Lord. This is the God of all. He's the creator of all. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was Jesus. He was there. Father, son, and Holy Spirit when it was all created. And yet, we have the power within us to choose. Remember there were two trees in the garden. Those two trees represent the opportunity to choose. And those who said, "Hey, this is just Joseph's son." Oh, you know Mary. Y'all remember what happened? They were they were pregnant outside of marriage. <gasps> that's that's just Joseph's son. That's and 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 it says he could do very few things there. It limited his work. They did not receive the prophet. They did not honor Jesus, God in the flesh stood in their midst and they did not honor him. Guys, that's dangerous because I'm telling you the Lord's with us, the Lord's upon us. And he's saying, look, if you honor me and you create a culture of honor, you're creating the culture of heaven on earth. That's how far it goes. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, as we get started this morning, Father, remind us who we are as men of God. Father, I just pray that each one of us would have the shoes of the gospel, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, and the helmet of salvation. Father, raise us up and take us out into this world, Father, being who you called us to be, honoring the brethren, as the Apostle Paul stated, and honoring you, most importantly, in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 43, 18 through 31. Here we go. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do not, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the rivers and the desert. Now Isaiah, just remember this is Isaiah the what? Who is he? He's a prophet. All right. And if you receive a prophet, right? In Jesus' name, what do you get? You get a prophet's reward. So this, he's saying, here's what the Lord says. Thus saith the Lord. Listen to this. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness, in the rivers, and in the desert, the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals, and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. You know, we declare a lot of praise in what we do, where we go, and, and how we act. Last night, I was uh at a meet the eagle night at the stadium, and so you're there, and and uh they play the the school song and everybody stands up and holds their finger up in the air now I don't I'm gonna tell you hornet <laughs> I was telling you I did. but but I sat there and I watch it and I think how easy it is for them to do that but you come to church and 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 we're like I don't know you know somebody might see me someone might see me expressing my honor to my god now, I'm not after you if you don't raise your hand. I mean, everybody expresses in different ways. I, I think back to Pastor Larry he used to come to church with us on Sunday mornings and he would stand right over here and he would dance and he had no rhythm. And I was like, man, I'd like to judge him, but I shouldn't. You know, he's expressing his love, his honor to his Lord and to his savior. And what Isaiah is reminding us is, look, God's created all these things that can praise him, that honor him when he sees them. They're out there. Right. But they don't know him because we are the only ones created in his image. And he's saying, oh, but I love my people. I love my men. See, the Lord is saying, I will make a way and the way is through honor. He tells them right here, the the way is going to be through honor. God honored us by providing a way through His Son. Everything that is created, the jackals, the ostriches, all of creation was created to honor. It's the culture God creates, and it's the expectation that He has for His men. When we praise something, we're expressing honor to it. That's what praise is. And God has a culture, men, and we are to carry His culture in our heart, and that culture begins with honor see, do we honor one another? What does our culture look like to you today? I mean, the Apostle Paul says, honor the brethren a couple of different times. And it's interesting to me, what does it look like in our culture today as far as being honorable? I mean, we're as polarized as I've ever seen. I mean, from race, religion, to migration, to uh politics, to Red, blue, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about we are are just polarized and what you what you no longer see, even oftentimes from the Christian men, oftentimes we don't see honor. That we forget that we're created in God's image. That doesn't mean everybody's going to return back to God in the kingdom of heaven forever. Absolutely not. No, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. There's some some heavy prices to pay when we don't honor God and honor His people. And yet, at the same time, those who reject God are in a dangerous place. See, we as men of the church, it's a culture that we set. It's a guided, set upon, agreed upon behaviors and beliefs, guided by the Holy Spirit. That's who we're called to be. It's a mandate that we reflect the behaviors and beliefs of our king. So Jesus, as he comes to us and He, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to receive him because as we receive him, he can do many works. We don't restrict because we honor him and we honor one another. So a group of people, a group of men, if we had our behaviors and our beliefs influenced by godly honor, what would it look like? I, I I love this because I, I'm telling you, as a pastor, I see it a lot. And I, and I don't say this pat myself on the back because I, I wish I gave it as much as I received it. But so many people, when I show up somewhere, they say, oh, Pastor Curtis, I'm glad you're here. We had a, a young man die here uh, maybe a month ago. And and I went over to his mother's house and walked in. And the first woman there to greet me, she uh, hugged my neck and she said, oh, Pastor Curtis, I'm so glad you're here. You know, that's an honor. And 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 it empowered me to say, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. Where is she? And I went over and sat down with her and prayed with her, and her heart was hurting. And uh, you, you know what grief is. And and it, it was just an honorable thing to do. And so she received me, and I believe in that she received the Lord. Now, I'm not by any means saying I'm above any other man. I'm just saying I know what honor is just because of my profession. Let me say it a better way, just because of my calling who God called me to be. You guys understand what honor is? (coughs) Excuse me, don't let that scare you. Man, somebody was coughing in the restaurant the other day. I mean, everybody was just like looking like, ah! Anyway, if my beliefs start to be strongly influenced by honor, it's going to strongly impact my behavior. And listen, men, because you are influencers, it's going to impact the behavior of those around you. It is. So I raised my kids to say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Uh, most of you probably did the same. And, and and it's funny to me that oftentimes they don't say it. And so I corrected Emma the other day. I was like, Emma? No, it's not yeah, it's yes, sir, right? Because they get in conversation in that way. What are we trying to do? We're trying to create an environment of honor. That's the way God would want and as they learn to honor us, eventually they'll learn to honor God. But men, we can have requirements for our kids, for our family, and even for your church family. It's okay to tell the kids, hey, how about you learn to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. See, in Revelation chapter 4, what we see is this this great organization of praise, a network put together. And I love what it says here in verse 11. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And when we embrace that, we embrace the environment of heaven upon this earth. We bring the environment of heaven to this earth. Honor is to esteem or hold something as valuable. How many of you know what God calls valuable? Oftentimes man doesn't. You know that? So oftentimes what God calls valuable, we don't, especially sometimes with one another. You know, uh, we just, we just tend to look at, at life and we turn, we tend to listen to the culture. And if we're not careful, we look more like the culture than we do like a godly man. We're influenced so much by the culture. Much of society doesn't understand honor. Actually, dishonor seems to be the practice of the day. Uh, Let's just say that the presidential election went the other way. Trump's president. Some of you, wow, that's wonderful. But within a couple of weeks, you'd be like, man, that guy can't speak. And he's just messing himself. I mean, messing himself up and everything else. You know, we don't even honor the, the chair anymore oftentimes. And so whether it be Biden, whether it be Trump, we, we tend to watch the media and the media does what? It's not going to be long before they find something to grab a hold of and to tear it apart but that's not who we are. Romans 121 is a great, great warning. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him. Notice that's the first thing he's talking about here. And, and in Romans chapter one, most of you know Romans chapter one, he's talking to, to Rome here and Rome has, has just gone the way of the world. I could tell you atrocities, Committed by Rome. Not only did they have homosexuality that was running rampant, um, they were training their boys with men how to be with women. It was just part of the culture. It was it, it was a disgrace. It was nasty. We we live in one today that uh, I, I have no. I don't understand why things on Facebook and Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but I'm just saying. I do have Facebook. It's the only one I've got. But the church has Twitter. It's got all the other things, you know, and I don't think God cares how many tweet on your Twitter or any of that stuff. But what I do think is that um we just see dishonor. And we and what we see in that is uh you can have pornography go across all of that, but and and and, and there's no censorship, but then people step up and stand out in faith and all of a sudden you're censored. Uh, all, I mean We've got to pay attention to this man. Who's influencing our culture? How come we feel the pressure of the culture instead of the culture feeling the pressure of us? And they should through our ability. And this is exactly what's happening with the Romans here. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God nor give thanks. This amazes me because he says they knew God. They knew God. These were men running around out there that knew God. And notice the first strike they had against them, yet they did not honor him. God. That's a strike. Nor give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was dark, and professing to be wise, they became fools. The, the smarter they got, the dumber they became. Isn't that interesting? Because they did not honor nor give thanks. Guys, we are called to be honorable men before God. Now dishonor, here's the thing, it, draw, it draws people in It can be dishonored through political gossip, man bashing on TV, dishonoring marriages, dishonoring our bodies, dishonoring our parents. I mean, we can dishonor in that way, but now I want to tell you something. Dishonor and disrespect are not the same things. Then I'm going to tell you the difference right now. Dishonor has to do with no longer valuing an individual. Disrespect deals with you. What you're saying is, I no longer respect them. And that happens. There are times, men, that we, we don't have to tell them we're going to disrespect them. We don't have to, have to have disrespectful behavior on our behalf. But look, don't depreciate their value because God made them in his image as well. And, and our chance, our hope is, is that some way we can influence them over to our side, over into the kingdom of heaven upon this earth through our honoring of them. However, sometimes, Disrespect means that hey, I, I I can't respect that behavior. I can't respect what you're doing. I, I I'm not going to walk with you. I'm not going to be in agreement with you as you as you discuss that in my work or wherever wherever it may be. There are two different things. Disrespect really deals with us, but it doesn't mean that we're dishonoring them. But when you dishonor someone, you you remove really the image of God from them. Now they're completely devalued and that God would never have us do that. To dishonor someone is to corrupt or change the value or the esteem that God originally placed on them. So, um, you know, some people grew up with a verbally abusive parent, and when the child grows up, they don't have a personal sense of value oftentimes. They have a very low self-esteem. Men, when we see that going on, we need to step in and say, hey, there's another way to do this. It's a, it's a way of love. It's a way of honor. It's a sin to assign a value to someone other than what God says. That's a big statement. I must see people in the way that God sees them. To be a man of God, I've got to be able to see through the lens of God. And he values, he honors everyone. However, everyone will not honor him. All right, so let's, let's talk about putting this into application. First thing is, God always calls us to cherish the things of Him. That's a form of honor. So when we cherish the things of God, let me tell you something. We're honoring God. So what would some of those be? His church? Uh, we don't say this anymore in church, but we need to go back to this. We used to say we have church fathers. Any of y'all ever heard that term years ago? Matter of fact, I used to preach in Baptist churches a lot. Back when I was doing evangelism and everything, i go into Baptist. You know what they called me? They didn't call me pastor. They called me Brother House or Brother Curtis. I was in McLean here a while back, and a couple of ladies came up and said, oh, you're Brother Curtis. And I was like, hmm, this is a Methodist church. I didn't know y'all did that here. Okay, yes, I am. And I'll put a Baptist sermon together for you. Um, there, there's all kinds of things, right? But it's a form of honor, but God cherishes the holy. I just want you to know that when we cherish the things of God, what God cherishes, and of course he cherishes humanity, but he cherishes the church. We should have church fathers who show and teach and who are respectable, right? Your marriage is a place that we're called to honor. Our children, our body, our tithe, the Bible, Life, relationships, parents, widows, orphans, authorities, that's all found in Scripture for us to honor. Baptism, communion, our wedding day, our wedding night, be honorable. Ordination, um, preaching, God Himself and you, all these things we are called to, to honor because God cherishes them. Leviticus eleven forty five. he says, for I'm the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Cherish the things that I cherish is what God is saying here. And he's saying, you didn't bring yourself up. I brought you up. I created you, right? So I'm the one that rescued you, set you apart for me. I have set myself apart for you is, is how God would, would speak to us today. When God calls it holy, he's established its value. And there are things in this life that are still holy, men, even though the culture says there's nothing holy, there's nothing sacred anymore, there are sacredities in Christ Jesus and in his church. So pay attention to those. Have a value for them. The other thing I would say is know this, that honor always attracts the favor of God. Honor will always attract the favor of God. There's a book came out several years ago. I don't talk about this book much. As a matter of fact, I brought it up in two or three messages because I don't like people to run out and buy the book. It's it's a book that was pulled out of really just one little bitty tiny scripture, but many of you will already know it. It's called The Prayer of Jabez. Any of you read it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is The Prayer of Jabez? Well, basically, uh he honored God. And because of that, Um, I mean, God multiplied financially, uh, his, his situation. And that's, that's true. I'm not saying it it can't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. There's a great lesson in it. First Chronicles chapter four, Jabez was honorable above his brothers is what the scripture says, but his mother named him Jabez. Y'all know what the word or the name Jabez means means sorrow maker. How would you like for your mother to have named you sorrow maker? Oh, I love this boy, but he hurt when he came out. He grieved me. It caused a lot of sorrow in my life. I'm going to label him. So he's labeled with this. But notice something. He rises up above all of his brothers. And this is what she says. Let me just keep keep going with the scripture. But his mother named Jabez, which is sorrow maker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and you would keep me from evil. So it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. Men, if y'all want a prayer to pray today, today against the COVID and everything else, that is an excellent prayer. Notice where and how he prays. He says, Oh God, that you would bless me. Everything is pointing towards God out of honor. Jabez, he's labeled sorrow maker by his mom. He's dishonored, yet he becomes more honorable than his brothers. He overcomes the label. He overcomes what others have said about him. Last night when I got home, uh, my kids, one of them's read the book, The Outsiders. Any of you read the book, The Outsiders? I had to read it in English growing up. Anyway, it's about the socials and um, the greasers. Y'all, y'all don't even know. Yeah, yeah, Pony Boy Curtis, what I'm talking about. So you do remember. So anyway, it, they, it was on the outsiders actually on the, on the, on the TV. And I said, Oh, here it is. You know, let's watch. And and of course, it's got all Emilia Estevez. It's got all the oldins in there, the goodies, you know. And so we're, we're watching the outsiders there. And I have no idea where I'm going with this (laughs) other than one little phrase there. These, these two come together after a fight's happened between the two gangs, and these two come together, and the one says, yeah, but you're poor, you're lowly, you're a greaser, you'll never be anything more. That's a label. And this is what happens. You may have been labeled somewhere in your life, but that's not who God says you are. God has given you a different label. You know why? Because He's honored you. And if you'll rise above that like Jabez, He's a sorrow maker. He's, he's got other brothers that didn't hurt near as bad when they came out. They had regular names. They had good names. But he rose above all that because he honored God. And God then would honor him. I want you to know something. Honor attracts the favor of God, men. It always will attract the favor of God. And the last and final point, 25 minutes into the message, is this. Honor always starts with humility. Now, there's a couple of scriptures here that's just going to hit a home run right now with that one. Honor always begins with humility. Proverbs fifteen thirty three. Watch this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning or the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. He says it right there in his word. Before honor comes humility. You know, the only way you can, you can honor someone is to humble yourself and do it. to To treat others as though they're better than you, if you will would be another way to say it. In John chapter 13, watch what Jesus does here. Verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was, retur- and was returning to God. So this is what it's saying. Jesus knew that he was God. He's above all things. He's 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 above all principalities and powers. That's, that's where he's going with this. But watch this, verse 4, it just flips on its head. So he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So it immediately says he's way up here, and this is who he is. He is God. He's about to return back to sit at the right hand of the Father. This is who he is. Notice what he does. He goes and gets a towel. Humility always comes before honor. He humbles himself to show the men, his disciples, what it looks like. In Revelation chapter five, verse 13, and I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. See, heaven is filled with honor. It flows from the very character and the very identity of God. And God has honored us. And we are called to be men of honor. Amen.